Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Nelson, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Monday episode. Before we start, Sam, uh, just want to say it's Blue Monday, apparently. It's all yeah. over the fucking media again. Just a reminder, yeah. Blue Monday is bullshit. Yeah. It was devised in 2005 by Sky Travel in order to sell holidays. <laughs> is that right? That's Thanks. true. Yeah, the bloke who actually came up with it for, I think it was either for the ad agency or for Sky Travel, whatever, he mm. now vociferously campaigns against it every time really? it comes around because he, he's the architect of it, yeah. I saw him on Twitter earlier this morning. Uh, it's, it's fucking, it's bullshit. It's like Father's Day and Mother's Day. It's been devised by a company in order to sell you stuff and now it's become part of the fucking, the national fabric yeah. every year. Uh- well, you know, it's Blue Monday, so I decided to book myself a holiday because, a you know, it was Blue Monday. Duvet. Fuck, yeah, no, I saw you tweet about it. I retweeted it, mate, because I thought it was very good sentiment. It's like, you're doing fine. Don't let fucking marketing yeah. pricks tell you, wow, you should feel like, depending on what day of the fucking year it is. Yeah, you're doing fine. I mean, like, someone replied to me, actually, I'm not doing fine, which is fair enough, because not everyone yeah. is. But yeah, you, but that's you're not, not because it's Blue Monday. <laughs> you're not doing any worse than you were yesterday or you will be tomorrow. Do not be exactly. fucking affected at all by a fucking arbitrary day in the calendar that's been hijacked by these fucking corporate shills. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting you should say it because yesterday I started watching from the beginning Mad Men because my daughter, we thought she'd like to see she's about old enough to because she just watched that, the 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 uh, improbably brilliant ch- programme about chess, The Queen's Gambit. Oh, right, yeah. Still haven't right, watched she, that yet. Right. It's very good. And my daughter watched it with us and liked it. And it's really... It's, style, it's all mid-century and very stylish, which right. my, was part of what my daughter liked. And I said, well, if you like that, the only thing I've seen that's as beautifully art-directed as that is Mad Men, very similar style. So I was watching the first episode of Mad Men, right? Yeah. And there's a bit in it where Don Draper, who's, you know, the main geezer, yeah. gets up and he's trying to impress his um, clients who are from Lucky Strike. And they're really up in arms because they've just... The government have just clamped down on them making health spurious health claims for cigarettes, which until like 1960, they were allowed to actually not only claim they didn't kill you, but claim they had health benefits. Yeah. Right. And so he gets up and he delivers his speech in the first episode, which is really good because he goes, do you know what advertising is about? He goes, it's about happiness. Right. Because we live in this uncertain and confusing world. and None of us know why we're here. And every day's terrifying. And you, but you drive along the road and you see a big billboard, right? And it tells you all it's designed to do is tell you that um, you're you're all right, 
okay, mm. you're happy, you're doing the right thing, based entirely on your consumer choices, right? <laughs> it's, it's all a fucking ruse. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. It's much better the way it was written in the show. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, fucking hell, it's such a brilliant satire. And there's so many pricks, probably pricks who worked in the advertising industry, who watched Mam and thought, oh, it's so great because it portrays us so well. It's so cool, right? <laughs> and what they didn't realise is Matt, Matt Viner or Vina or whatever you call him who wrote it who used to write Sopranos who I interviewed I interviewed him and John John Hamm when the when the when the series first came out mm. right about what it was about and they were very clear from um, it was a, a searing indictment of advertising marketing yeah and late 20th century consumerism and capitalism right <laughs> yeah and the terrible people, <laughs> mindless people who were behind it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you know, we're now seeing at this stage, and, and that's basically what you said in your tweet. It's like, listen, this is just being made up by some cunt in an office who's getting paid for it. He's doing it for no other reason than he's been paid for it, yeah. right? And uh, it's, um, and it, you know, we're reaping the fucking... We're, we're reaping what we sowed now or what they sowed because, you know, the deep fucking psychological, emotional and social impact of all of that shit is present everywhere. It's all mm. about fucking mental health crisis. Half of it's because of fucking advertising, stupid adverts. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The weight of them. The weight of them. And none of them creatively are any good, but the sheer scale of them, the amount of money that's put into bombarding your fucking mind and consciousness with them is what makes you feel fucking insecure mm. or p- makes people feel insecure or uncertain about the way they're living their life every fucking day yeah. and lose sight of what it is that actually does influence your happiness, which is, you know, a lot of times just the stuff we talk about really on this podcast. I mean, we've got no agenda other than to say, you know, just rest, have a cup of tea, mm. live you life. know, think about ghosts. It's hard, is it hard to live out loud and just rest at the same time? I've been thinking about this. Can you live out loud and just rest? That's a or really do you good alternate question. between the two? I think if you see me and I'm like on my... Look at it this way. If you saw a picture of me, if I sent you a picture, I might do this one day. And it was me on my sofa on a Sunday just in my tracksuit or dressing gown. Mm-hmm. Big, massive bowl of peanuts, mm-hmm. right? Maybe a Heineken Zero or just a big pot of tea. Right, feet up, and I'm watching the football or a film, right? Yeah. And I've got loads of players, and Nelson's on my lap, and I'm just stroking him with one hand, and I've got a fist with a peanut. I've got my fist in the peanut bowl, right? And when I say peanut bowl, mate, I'm not talking about a fucking little bowl. I'm talking yeah. about, like, the sort of bowl you'd use for mixing a cake in. Yeah. You know one of those ones? Yeah. <laughs> You would look at that, and would you say I was living out loud, or I was just resting? Well, there you go. It's it's that sweet spot, isn't it? You're straddling it's both ethoses at the same time. Yeah. If you just rest enough, if you put the, I mean, we're always saying, on what do we always say you should invest in? Comfort, the comfort right? market, the comfort yeah. market. If you are resting properly, then you are living out loud. Yeah. If you are resting in a half-hearted way, like you haven't put any effort into your rest, any thought into it, then no, you are not living out loud. Yeah. You're just resting half-heartedly. What we, I, I like to feel what we, you know, urge people to do on this podcast, our philosophy, if you will, is to make an effort about resting, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. that's where I think the two in the Venn diagram, living out loud and just resting. That's that. There's the, the rest, overlap, isn't there? Rest, rest out loud. Is rest that out loud. Is? Is that, that New the ultimate, T-shirt, mate. That's the ultimate kernel of what we're trying to do here. Oh, rest out you know loud. I'm thinking a Venn diagram, fucking T-shirt. Wow. Yeah. There is it. Living out loud, just rest. <laughs> overlap. Rest out loud. It says. Rest out loud. Rest out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I rested out loud this weekend, fucking loads, mate. I mean, so, mm, so you just try to sell something there on the back of a t-shirt, your speech yeah. about consumerism. Also, as well, just before you go on there, because I know you've got something to say. Um, before we go on, any adverts that are in this episode at the beginning, middle, end, or sponsor mm-hmm. reads that we've done, they're okay. Ignore them. They're, no, well, ignore they're, them. No, they're fine because we've oh. vetted them. Isn't that right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, but we're not doing the messages, right? We're the victims of a system, yeah? Mm. It's systems that control everything, okay? With this, well, luckily, I tell you what, we're, we've luckily fucking hacked the system because time was, when this podcast started, we were 100% dependent on ad revenue, right? Yeah. Now, ad revenue, thanks to the kind patronage of the IFS community, mm. ad revenue is is no longer the bulk of our income, but it is part of it, right? Right. We are not actually... The ads, if we do a read, we've vetted it. And I think... Have we ever turned down a sponsored read? No. Probably not. I think so. <laughs> I can't imagine why we would. <laughs> but the ads that go at the beginning and the end, they're not endorsements. They're no, not they're endorsements. They're they're, just ads. That, that's people no, the ones, the ones hanging that on. Read that's out, people though. paying money to yeah. tap in to the audience and the popularity that we have created. Right. Even the ones that we read out. The ones we read out, you have to accept that we are in some way <laughs> endorsing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What were you going to say? You had something you were going to say and I interrupted you. Do you remember what it was? Um, it was about rest, resting out loud. No. Rest. Oh, just I let I, I no, I didn't have anything massive to say other than that I did rest out loud all weekend. I can't say I had a cake bowl full of peanuts, but I did have some peanuts. Mm. I've got a new teapot in a lovely bright yellow. Right, nice. Which I had, what? which I made good use of through the weekend. Did you watch need, West Ham you... win? Watch two Bill and Ted films with Len back to back. Bogus Journey followed by the new one. Bill and Ted face the music. Is it good, the new one? It's all right, yeah. It's all right. Okay. Well, if you really watch Bogus Journey, which I did yesterday, probably hadn't seen it since it came out of cinema, you think, God, this is a bit of shit. This is a bit of a shitty cash-in, right? And then, by comparison, face the music is sort of all right because you usually think, with most film franchises... They go down in quality by degrees, don't they, yeah. from one to the next, usually. So you're expecting a big drop off for this one. There'd been about thirty year gap. Mm. But it's all right, mate. I've just it's discovered I've just funny dis- bits. I just discovered the sitcom mm. Two Doors Down. Are you aware of that? Oh yeah. No. Um BBC Scotland sitcom, BBC two. Um and people have been talking about it has been a low level kind of hum. About it for ages, and I never watched it. And I watched it on Saturday, and all four series of it are on iPlayer. And I'm now rattling through it as quickly as I can because it's fucking brilliant. It's mm. what it's like three households of neighbours, and they all end up invariably congregating in one household. You know, there's a, there's always an everyman character who is the heart of the piece. Yeah. Well, there's a couple in that, and one of them is Arabella Weir, who was in the Fast Show. 
Oh, yeah, great. Does my bum look big in this, lady? Yeah. And then it's also got uh, Dune McKeon, who was in Green Wing yeah. and... Smack the uh, Pony. Smack the Pony and uh, Brass Eye. And then Elaine C. Smith, who was Rab Cena's but wife. So you've got oh, some brilliant. class acting talent. That is a great and cast, the mate. scripts are fucking brilliant. It reminds me of the Royal Family, but with loads of jokes chucked in. Right. In terms of the vibe oh, of it. i definitely watch that. Oh, what an honestly, it is so good. Two doors really? down. It's all on iPlayer. Get into it now. I don't watch know why I kids. didn't before. What? Watch it with the, can you watch it with the um, kids? I'm watching it with my boy who's 13. Yeah. Um, I reckon that's probably about the the right age for anything I tried that. to on Christmas Eve we tried to make the kids watch a we were watching Christmas specials so we me and Len Len loves Only Falls on Horses so we watched To Hull and Back yeah right the one where they sail to Amsterdam yeah right and um, and buy diamonds and then we and then we watched the Blackadder one and then I tried to get him to watch a porridge one which right. he was not that into. And then in the evening, we tried to get him to watch Royal Family Christmas special, who yeah. are one of the most consistent Christmas specials. Like, they did loads and they were all fucking good. But the kids just were like, because they were like, with kids, you just, that's why I'm thinking about for the when you say it's like Royal Family with jokes, because what mm. I realised was the fatal flaw in the Royal Family mm-hmm. is there's no laughter track or jokes. I, I, this is an unpopular opinion. I don't like the Royal Family. At all? I don't like it at all. No, no. Oh. I, I never got it. I never got into it. Or I never got it, maybe, from the start. I yeah. never kind of got what they were trying to do. Maybe because it lacks the ju- it lacks well, gags. Well, it's a comedy show, but there's no gags in it. Do you know what I mean? No. And I thought, I loved what I loved Caroline and her other stuff. Mrs. Merton was brilliant. Janine in the fast show. Yeah. And that supermarket checkout woman. Fucking brilliant characters. Yeah. I've forgotten yeah. her name now, but Roy's wife, when they're on the train. Brilliant oh, characters. yeah. What did I say? Yeah. He said you can well, ship through the I, eye of a needle. I, I just always thought the royal family was just lacking, and I thought that some of the characterizations were patronizing. And also, yeah. Ricky Tomlinson's character, I grew up around fellas like that who were like mates' yeah. dads, and they were cunts. Yeah. Oh, he is a cunt. Yeah. They were cunts. And I'm like, nah, not into it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah That's why that I love Two Doors Down so much. But. But that yeah, I suppose yeah, I can see totally what you mean, and it's certainly like open to that kind of criticism, especially the patronising stuff. But I think it comes from a a, a place like a warm place, and just some of the dialogue where people are like low key being such cunts to each other mm. is what makes me laugh about it. But anyway, my kids are with you, mate. Hopefully they'll prefer <laughs> Two Doors Down instead because we're running out of sitcoms to watch together. Well, they love the American one. Um, well, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have American ones on the whole. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is very funny, though. I mean, yeah. it's a great one to watch with your kids. Yeah. Um, there's lots of swearing in Two Doors Down. There's, there's use of the, the fuck word quite regularly. Mm. So, you mm. know, it's up to you. Yeah, it's not too bad. But Len, Len was saying, it said to me on Saturday, I think it was Saturday, he's going, yeah, um, so it's amazing the sort of names that are illegal to call your children in some countries <laughs> and i went i went what why do you know about that he goes that's just something i like look up quite a lot on the internet because you know it's, he goes it's, a, it's it's basically a fun thing to think about and read about isn't it and i said i don't know anything about it and he went yeah like for instance if we'd been in australia when i was born 
and you, for a laugh, had thought it'd be funny to try and call me dickhead, you'd be in jail right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then it'd be the dickhead. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not sure whether calling your kid dickhead is a is a, is something you can be sentenced for a custodial sentence for in in uh in Australia. But Len claims it is, and then he goes to me. I mean, I should really look this up. He goes, "Yeah, um, it's amazing." Like he goes, "You'd think it was just things like Hitler or racist words." He went, "But it's not." He goes, "You know, there's all sorts of mad things." He went, "I mean, the worst for it, New Zealand." And I went, what? And he went, yeah, I mean, in New Zealand, there's about 100 different names that are illegal. Wow. (laughs) I haven't looked this up. I should do it now. Um, But, yeah, it turns out that's his hobby. We'll we'll take a little break and then we'll come back after the break and see what we've got. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Right. Full of band baby names. Wow. Yeah, There's there is a lot. A full list of band baby names from 2018 I've got here. Uh, lots of variations on the word royal. That's weird. Also. Yeah. Allah. Allah. Mm-hmm. Avaya Royal. Duke. Emperor. Emperor. Gunner. Heaven Princess Star. What? What's the matter with that? Justice. Hunter Rouge. This Judge. is the two in Roman numerals and three in Roman numerals. But, Although, but interestingly, not, no other numbers in Roman above. numerals. <laughs> Just two yeah. and three. And you, you can have one and you can have four, uh, five and upwards. No two or three. <laughs> Justice, Judge, Justice, Justice. A lot of people trying to make out their judges. King. Major. King, yeah. King David. Lee Royal. <laughs> King David's Hang all on one a minute. word. Wasn't he the lead singer of Imagination? Lee Royal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, had, he had an extra E on the end, though, didn't he? he oh, had three yeah, that's E's it. on it. That's how he got around that. <laughs> they did, he changed Man, his name. He added an extra E in order to be able to perform in New Zealand. That have was we ever talked about um, how imagination doing body talk? I think, but you're the expert because um, you've seen more than me. But I think that's the greatest single Top of the Pops debut ever. 
there's ever. Um, there's there's two that I can think of. There's that one, and there's Wham doing Young Guns Go for it. Oh yeah, because, but is we'll, that we'll the leather jackets? Yeah, we'll come to that because the imagination doing body talk is incredible. Because the the, the costumes that they're all wearing are <laughs> yeah, fucking pornographic. <laughs> and also Lee John. Like I always, when I see people making debuts on top of the pops, like I saw something. When there was that brilliant jazz funk documentary last year, do you remember that? I think we talked about yeah, it with Rodney King. Yeah, BBC4, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and they showed, one of the things they showed, they showed that, but I think probably, or I've seen it on another doc, you'll have seen it, when uh, Freeze did Southern Freeze, and it was yeah. like, it was like one of those things where they go, oh, it was completely out of the blue. One of those stories, they go, completely out of blue. We didn't think it was going to do anything. Then we got a call saying, right, you've charted and you're needed at the BBC. You're going to be on top of the pops. Mm. And the lead singer goes, oh, my God. I was like, I had to get, I was pissed and really stoned. And I had to quickly, like, borrow some clothes off a mate. And you see her. And she goes, when you look at it now, you can see I'm really nervous. And you're yeah. watching it and think, oh, God, she's really nervous. And you hear other people say it and you think, Everyone's got the same story. The first time you go on top of the pops, especially if your success has come overnight, you are shitting yourself because yeah. you're on a show that you've watched your whole life. Suddenly you're on it, right? And the nation's yeah. watching. And that's how I think oh, it must be so tough to make a debut. And then you see Lee John and you think, <laughs> this is his debut. And someone's gone, fuck me, Lee. You're on fucking top of the pops. What are you going to wear? And he's just shrugged and went, Psh, fucking leopard skin cat suit. <laughs> What? What? That was a bit of a quick answer. Well, yeah, because I fucking know what I'm going to wear, don't I? I bought it ages ago. I knew this was coming. It's in the wardrobe. I bought this fucking five years ago, mate. Don't worry about that. And I'll probably have some sort of headband on. And uh, and what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to play the keyboards, but I'm going to look into the camera side on, like I'm sort of making love to the keyboard. On your debut, on top of the pops, watched by tens of millions of people every Thursday night. Yeah. No, don't mind, mate. Don't, don't mind about me. I've got the old fucking thing planned out. All you need to do, mate, is fucking tune in and watch, right? I don't want to give too much away, but I tell you, it's going to be a bit fucking special. <laughs> and, then, and then, in the last minute of the song, the drummer is going to come out from behind his drums that he's been miming to. Which, of course, this is the conceit that they're playing live. You know, they're playing their instruments. Yeah. You're not supposed to yeah. think, oh, they're just miming. He's going to come out from his drums and just come to the front and start clapping his hands really slowly <laughs> while we're all writhing around. Just writhing. They're all just writhing. It's just writhing, in amazing clothes and really pouting right up to the end. It's like, to me, it's the ultimate all right cunts ever, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. We're on top of pops. Yeah, that's right, dickheads. Get ready uh, for this. Yeah. <laughs> We're about to blow your fucking mind. I mean, we need to really do uh, revisit the 50 greatest moments and do an additional 10 or something that we forgot about. I know, because that should have been there, right up there. I mean, you kind of think as well, what makes it extra funny is it's off the back of punk dominating top of the pops for quite a few years, right? Yeah. And you got all these sort of quite weird, like sort of scruffy, angry white blokes who can't really play the guitar. We're all trying to act tough. Everyone tried to act tough, didn't they? Yeah. Even the ska bands and everything, everyone's a bit tough. Everyone's a bit of a geezer. And then suddenly Lee John's like, all right, cunts, I hope you're ready for things to get deeply sexual. Basically, Prince must have been watching. I mean, I know Prince was still was already flying by that the stage that song well, came yeah. out, 
but there must have been some fucking crossword. Prince must have been over and thought, "Fucking hell, look at this cunt." You said, "Yeah." I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd see any cunt who was as sexy as me. But I yeah. tell you what, this cunt comes close. I think that was about the time Prince was already wearing like lingerie and heels and a, a raincoat, like a Flash's Mac. Oh yeah, he were at um, the time. I think is it for you or Prince where he's wearing like uh, a thong, yeah, and, uh, underneath a raincoat Prince and some heels. Dirty mind or Prince wasn't it? it was one of those two, one of yeah. the early ones. But uh, yeah, and the other one, the other fantastic top of the pops debut, I think is why I'm doing Young Guns. Go for it because I think yeah. I'm pretty sure they got called up at the last minute because some of the country dropped out. And, you know, they were local. So they got the shout and they went along. And they just did this... Inc- it was almost like a swing off West Side Story. This incredible choreographed thing they did with all the moves and the hand claps and everything. And mm. it, it looked as if they'd sorted it out in their garage. You know what I mean? They choreographed it in their garage. And they just went on top of the pops and fucking did it. Here we are. Here's this entire routine. Yeah. Get, get yeah, it up yeah. the charts, you cunts. They've been fucking doing it for ages because they were mates since they were kids. Yeah. They've yeah. both been um they've both been practicing all these dance routines in their garage for years in fucking Watford. Well, and funny enough, it. Andrew Ridgely never once throughout this suspected that George was gay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> if you read his book, he sort of I came, had no idea. <laughs> uh, no idea. I mean, he was my mate. Sometimes it's true. Well, most of the time. When we did get together, I'd be like, what do you want to do? And he would usually say, let's go in the garage, get dressed up like bikers and practice some disco dancing routines. <laughs> and I'd go, well, you're a mate. If that's what you want to do, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I mean, I assumed if he was gay, he'd have been hanging around with other gay blokes. I never knew. It never crossed my mind. I mean, fair play to him. I mean, I'm... I didn't draw any assumptions from the fact that all he wanted to do was choreograph disco routines. That. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that's something to watch on YouTube later on, isn't it? Uh, where are we are. Yeah, uh, are they wearing not? Are they either wearing leather jackets? Or I'm sure there was one where they wore those denim jackets with the sleeves cut off. Well, I mean, they Mate, did loads of top of the pops appearances. We should didn't get they? denim jackets with the sleeves cut off for our next tour. For our live show, were there were names on the backs? Oh yeah, in but rhinestones. I mean, we've, we've got, we don't want to give it away, but we've got costume ideas. Um, yeah. I'm looking at yeah. George is wearing uh, it's a leather jacket with the sleeves cut off and nothing underneath. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happened, right? They've gone right. First debut on top of the pops. What's it going to be? Obviously, it's the same choice that always faces people in our position. Is it either a leather biker jacket or a denim jacket with the sleeves cut off? It's one of the two. And George has gone, hold on a second. I've just had a fucking moment of inspiration, you cunt. How about this? Leather biker jacket with the sleeves cut off. It's the Venn diagram again. George, that's why you are who you are. That is why you are the true genius and the driving force behind this band. Because no other cunt would have thought of that. Right, get cutting the sleeves off that fucking jacket. Shirley, get your scissors out. Bring me scissors. Bring me tailoring scissors. (laughs) But I'm looking at it now. They're doing like these choreographed dance moves where they're like pointing and moving around and they've got yeah. they're all in unison they're all doing it together then there's the back and forth bit 
where um, George and Andrew are having an argument about the girl and everything, and the they're just yeah. they're doing acting as well. It's fucking great considering this wasn't yeah. in the charts. It was there wasn't a one rapper been out before, so it wasn't their first single. But they're just fully formed pop stars. Yeah, and they're not like they're not when you see bands that do all that dancing and and sort of more theatre. Usually, usually they are bands who've come from some sort of theatrical background. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got. People like your fucking Take That or your Spice Girls or any of those sorts of acts, they've all come from stage school, right? Whereas these are just literally two lads. They used to just go down yeah. the pub in fucking yeah. Bushy and Watford. They used to just hang around down the pub with each other. Yeah, they would go to discos and that, but they're just two, a couple of fucking geezers, but they fucking come fully formed. They're like, if we're going to... I think their attitude was, I think George Michael's attitude to everything was, listen, if we're going to fucking do this... We're going to do it fucking properly. Yeah. Right? We're not mucking about. If we're going to be pop stars, we're going to be the best fucking pop stars. Yeah. Well, that's it. There's like so some that- people There's some people who get inspired by seeing what's already around and they just look at yeah. it and go, well, fuck it, I can do better than that. So yeah. they do. And they just get on with it. And- yeah, because let's be honest, right? They'd grown up in a punk era. I, I read Andrew Ridgely's book. I, it, was, it was good. It wasn't as great. The, be- the best one book is the one written by their manager. Um, what's his name? Simon uh, Napier Bell. Napier Bell, yeah, that's the, the, the best one. The, the China thing. Yeah. yeah, but it also tells like the whole story, right? And it's got that. That should have been a great British moment as well. That moment where they have to land the helicopter due to bad weather, and they don't know where they're landing. They just come out down through the clouds. <laughs> they're on their way to a record, their record label, doing a conference in Bournemouth, and George really doesn't want to go because they're massive. But they're, but Simon Napier Bell's gone. Look, you gotta go. Mm. You gotta go. These are the cunts that pay our bills. You've got to go. And he goes, all right, I'll only go if they pay for a helicopter to take me there so I can go straight in and out. Turn up, shake some hands, fuck off again. So he goes, all right. So they send a fucking helicopter and pick them up from from Battersea. Uh, yeah. and, they start, and they start flying down to Bournemouth where the conference is, but it's really bad weather. So they start shitting themselves and the pilot says, I'll have to fucking, they're going land. And he goes, I can't land because it's cloud. I can't fucking see down. They go, mm. as soon as you see a gap in the cloud, just fucking land through Magical. it. So he goes, all right. And they, yeah, it's like that. And they fucking, they see a fucking beam of light in the distance and they're going, head for that, you cunt. So he flies over <laughs> and he sees enough of a gap in the cloud for him to be able to see down, work out he's not going to fucking accidentally land on a shopping centre or a fucking, or the sea. So he sees it and they just think it's like a park. So they come down through the cloud and land and they're fucking, their hearts are in their mouths, they're shitting themselves and they're just catching their breath. And then they look around and go, where the fuck are we? And they get out of the uh, they get out of the helicopter to have a walk around and catch their breath. Yeah. And someone goes, "Where are we?" And then they hear this distant screaming, and they look up, and all these schoolgirls are running at them. And it turns out they've just accidentally, by chance, landed <laughs> on the fucking playing grounds of a massive all girls boarding school <laughs> at the height of one mania. <laughs> and these girls are all sat bored shitless in their fucking maths lesson. And they've heard this. What heard this fucking? sound looks yeah. out the window go miss miss it's there's wild. a helicopter landing <laughs> on our fucking playing field teachers go don't be so silly they go no there is miss who's on it oh they're getting on now fucking hell it's white <laughs> <laughs> so all the girls come running out and George and Andrew jump back on the helicopter and go to the pilot fucking take off your cunt <laughs> we're gonna get fucking lynched here <laughs> and they're going 
And the pipe's going, make your fucking mind up. You were shouting at me to land a minute ago. go, never mind that. Fucking get us back up. I'd rather die. <laughs> that is a great book. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think George Michael probably was like, you know, if you think of punk, there was quite a lot of shit around, mm. right? In, in the punk era. And they'd had to grow up through that. And George Michael's probably looking at it. He's growing up listening to fucking Marvin Gaye mm. and Stevie Wonder. And he's like looking at all this shit and the charts. He thought, fucking hell, they're mm. taking the piss this lot, aren't they? I think with George, though, I think he was like a massive student of all, all music because there's a bit of, um, yeah. there's a clip that's on YouTube of him um, being interviewed on some some show. And Morrissey's one of the other guests and they're talking about oh, the stuff that's been I've released that week. And there's a, a new yeah. book about Joy Division by Paul Morley. And George yeah. gives this perfect critique of it. And he also talks about how yeah. much he loves Joy Division's second album, Closer. Whereas Morrissey yeah. just waffles on like a fucking airhead yeah. twat. It's the, those roles that you think have been prescribed with those two characters are completely yeah. reversed when you watch That's that. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, Morrissey's a lot like Boris Johnson in that yeah. he's the kind of bloke who has a persona that he's adopted that tricks people because yeah. he sort of has a demeanour so although they're, I'm not saying words. their demeanours are the same, it's the same thing where he goes, I'll use a certain type of language that will mm. baffle people into thinking I'm a certain sort of guy. Mm. But if you fucking try to drill down even a little bit, they fucking panic. Yeah, <laughs> do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, because there's nothing there. Where George Michael, yeah. he had the courage of his convictions. But I do know that clip. That is a fucking classic clip. I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. I'll try and remember probably, to tweet you it. You probably shared it on Twitter years ago. That's probably how I know it. I'll, I'll probably, I'll try and remember to tweet it and I'll try and remember to tweet, um, what was the other one? Can't remember now. There's also another good clip of Dave Lee out of Slade um, from when he's, when Slade Mania is at its height and he's, he's showing this reporter around his new house, the massive house that he's bought with his Slade money. And then it turns out it's next door to a girl's school. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you, <laughs> yeah. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, mate. <laughs> fucking nuns fucking hell that's about it I think for this one we'll just quickly go over the um, the prediction league results for the weekend six uh, point for Delaney I, I, I think yeah I got two results but I got four you got nine um, you're on 68 I'm on 49 results bots on you're skipping over that a bit quick it's because yeah, I got sorry. that thing that we hardly ever get which is I got my own team's scoreline correct you did. A 1-0 against Burnley yeah um Six points for that. And results bot got three for it as well. So uh, there you go. You're now 20 or 19 points clear at the top. Woo! Long way to go. Long way to go. I just need to start locking in and predicting something. Results bot's fucking phoning it in this season, isn't it? We've hardly heard from the cunt. He's only four points behind me now. So... I know, but he's not been up to his um, shenanigans. I I think he might be... He might have pulled a Danan and gone into rehab again. Again. Well, the thing is, it seems to be a weird wins seem to be the thing this season when there's no fans. It seems to yeah, be a higher exactly. number of away wins and he's, he's a 1-0 home win. Kind of droid. Mm. So uh, he's flailing a bit. But I mean, that just goes to show how badly I'm doing, wrong it? for that cunt, though? Do you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, we haven't heard from him for a while. Mm. Worrying, worrying stuff. Um, <clears throat> anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, um, I'll just give you a couple more news. You know, just like my son had a secret hobby that I never knew about, which was researching band names in various countries. He correctly identified New Zealand as the leading country in name bands. (laughs) And uh, I'll leave you with a few more that didn't pass it. 
Princess Dixie Rose, Prince, <laughs> Queen, Rogue, and Royal. There you go. There we are. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.